Hey, Megs. Oh, I'm so glad you're able to come with me to December nights. It's so crowded. So many people here. So many people. I know. Balboa Park, Christmas time. They go all out for December nights. It's I know. so pretty. I know. And it's so romantic. You know, <laughs> just strolling along. So pretty. All the little booths with stuff you can buy and all food from all around the world. I love it. I love it. And it's all Christmas. And I, Bash wanted us to meet him here for some reason at the Oregon Pavilion. Wait, but where is he? I don't know, but he said to meet him at the Oregon Pavilion, so I okay. figure we can go right. walk over there. Okay. Oh, I can't wait for the show to start. Oh, my favorite. Every year they do a huge show with a cr- giant Christmas tree and everything. It is my favorite part. I'm too bad Bash is missing this. I know. There's so many people, though. We can't see him. I know. Well, I guess we can meet up with him afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God, Megan, this is my favorite part. It's yes. the giant Christmas tree, and it opens up to reveal the nativity scene. Ooh. It is my favorite part. I cannot wait for this part. Wait a minute. Is that Bash? Is Bash playing baby Jesus? What? Oh my God. Happy holiday, bitches! Oh my God. Bash. right with Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Who Invited Her? We are San Diego's LGBT pop culture podcast. I am your host, Tony, and I'm here with my co-host. I'm Megan. And I'm wondering if you could die from a hangover. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Bash is... Hungover again. Surprise, surprise. No. <laughs> and Miriam's not here this week. Um, she is busy. She's getting ready for an event we're doing tonight. Ooh, we're I'm, doing yep. um, the Lip Sync Battle at Finest Cities Improv. They do their Lip Sync Battle, and it's their Christmas edition. She's hosting, and we're commentating, judging. And I'm going to be the Paula. <laughs> you are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great? I am. <laughs> She's pulling from real life. (laughs) Yeah, so Mariam isn't here this week, and I think next week she is doing bingo at Moe's, so she won't be back until our Christmas episode, which is going to be right after the 22nd. I'm so already. Weird. Yeah, you're totally looking at me like fucking confused. over the holidays. <laughs> you are why? It's um. I had my Christmas party last night. Oh, you did. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that yeah. very soon. But everybody, in this episode, we, me, Bash, and I got to sit down and have a conversation with David Martin. He was a training for a triathlon. Yes. He made the world championship U.S. team, right? Yes. Yeah, it was a really good conversation. I had to think about that. I'm like, what? What did he do? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he made the world team um, USA, and he called in from Connecticut, and we had a really good conversation with him about how he grew up um, very religious, and he was engaged. It was in about just sports in general and how the lack of representation within the LGBT community is within that world. So it was a really con- good conversation, but that's coming later in the episode. Scandal. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he was an amazing guest, though. So yeah, he, he, was, he, was, he was a lot of fun. He, it was a good conversation. So what? let's go back to, to our guys' week, Bashy. <laughs> yeah, is it too early for Carol? 
Carol. <laughs> <laughs> we could. You want to do Carol now? We could. Oh, I have a Carol God. that pissed me off this morning, like bad. Okay, let's I have start. multiple Carols. Let's, you know what? Let's do a Carol now. We're gonna get in. We're gonna do a little things a little different this week. We're gonna do Carol now, you guys. Carol, for once in your life, shut your damn mouth. All right, you guys, we're going to get into Carol of the Week. Oh, and before we do, hi, Rob. Rob's on sound, you guys. Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) He's in the corner. And things might be sounding a little different. A little different. We are recording at Bash's house today. Yay, it's a field trip. Yeah, it's a field trip. (laughs) All right, you guys, let's get into Carol of the Week. And I know Bash wants to go first. Go ahead, Bashy. My Carol of the Week is straight people. Oh, sorry, Megan. <laughs> Y'all can't handle your liquor, and it's it's ruining the world. Get get it together. Start training now. Yeah. Go to Moe's once a week. <laughs> Moe's on a Sunday. Do a Sunday fun day. That is going to be your training. Exactly. Uh, this this episode's about training. You need to train your lovers. So that's that's where you got to go. Um, I do, in my heart of hearts, believe that gays have an evolutionary role on this earth, and it's because of straight people acting stupid. We're the herders. Mm-hmm. We also have to make sure our girlfriends aren't <laughs> falling in the middle of the sidewalk, and we have to make sure our guy friends are not being insane. And something happens at straight clubs when the estrogen and the testosterone. Oh, just I hit. know. It like forms this cloud of evil and shame <laughs> and stupid decisions and. I was just like, what is fucking going on? It was bad. So what kind of cloud is formed in a gay bar? Um, you know, poppers and <laughs> And everyone at a gay bar, everyone's happy. They're dancing to Whitney right. Houston. Yeah. Yeah. We're all giggling. You know, you know what it is? Like gay bars and straight bars are an analogy of alcohol and weed. <laughs> if you go yes. to if you go to a gay bar, it's like weed. Everybody's happy go lucky. It's a fucking love fest. Like there's not a lot of fighting going on, even though everybody's wasted. And then you go to a straight bar and it's just like whiskey has taken over <laughs> and tequila are fighting over the souls of the living. And like it's just uh and vodka, anger. And vodka sitting in the corner. Anger. He's gonna just pick up the leftovers. <laughs> God. It's just it was you know how when people describe, wow, that was a train wreck? Yes. I literally felt like I watched an Amtrak derail and burst into flames like all around. <laughs> Why do you think I want to go to Moe's all the time? And gay bars all the time. Yeah. yeah. I see it. Yeah. And guys out there are extremely rapey. And oh, we, you know, we had an incident yes. last night where a stranger came up to one of our friends and just grabbed her tit. And I was like, I'm not used to this, you guys. I can't do this. Do you think gay guys are just as rapey with straight guys in a gay bar? Okay, here's the difference. Because I know we've had this conversation Mm -hmm. in the past, right? When when you and I have talked about getting groped at gay bars. The difference is, if I tell somebody off, that's usually the end of it. Or a bouncer will come over and help me or something like that. Yeah, for sure. But this guy was so aggressive. Like, I I don't even know how you deal with that, man. No, it's horrible. That's... Hence why I'm at most every yeah, weekend. That, <laughs> oh my god! No, it's I'm seriously. He I just mean, wouldn't let up, and he was fucking grabbing her. Yeah, that's that's just uncalled for. And it was shame, like, it was shame assault. on the establishment for not stepping in and doing what they're supposed to and protecting their patrons, especially women that are there. Whether 
no matter what the what the complaint is, they need to step in and shame on that establishment. Well, and the kicker was that you know there was a, a slight altercation, and then we were the ones that got kicked out, and not the guy not, that was not groping the, rapey, the girl. Gropey guy. So if you're in San Diego, don't go to the Schmarschmisch. Schmarschmisch. Schmarfis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Megs. What's oh. your Carol of the week? And of course, she never prepares. <laughs> never prepares. Do you know what we're doing today? Do you know what a podcast <laughs> Am is? I, outside? I mean, it's been a year, and she still looks like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> like guys. she's like, "Why am I here?" Oh my God. I thought I was just. A- you know what? Actually, there's a mirror right across from her, and she's just been staring at herself the whole. Time. I can't even see myself because Bash is in front of me. You bitches. So now you're saying Bash is fat? <laughs> wow, man, you're on a roll. No I'm kidding. I'm that's kidding. it. I quit every episode. I'm quitting. Like Wait. that's it. Wait, you you think about it. What's yours? Mine is, so today, this bugs me so much. You know when you go to the gas station and there's only like four pumps and it's a busy gas station because it's like close to the freeway, right? Oh. And you go to pull in and somebody's just put gas in their car and they decide to leave their car parked at the pump while they go inside shopping, seeing that there is a line of cars behind them waiting to put gas in. That pisses me off so much. Once you're done pumping the gas, if you need to go into the convenience store, go park. Let somebody else put gas uh, in that is waiting in line. Good call. Well, why didn't they just go to the convenience store while the gas was filling? I don't know, because they're idiots. Oh. Guy in the silver Hyundai at the 7-Eleven on the corner of <laughs> University and Herbert. I feel like people have been <laughs> getting worse and worse yes. with driving lately. Uh, that bugs the hell out of me, because there was like, Two cars waiting, and he and he saw them, and he just decided I'm just gonna lock my car up and walk inside and leave my car parked in front of the pump. Do you know that that during that storm there were 35 accidents around San Diego? Are County? you serious? People freaked out because okay. it rained here in San Diego really bad a couple of days ago. Okay, yeah, because we're usually kidding about rain, like everybody freaks out just if there's a drizzle. But this was this was serious. Yeah. <laughs> like the streets were rivers. Oh, I was going to tell you, I went the back way and went up Texas uh-huh. um, from Mission Valley for people who live in San Diego. It was like giant rocks in the oh, road fuck. that I had to like drive over and the little light that said, um, the terrain's rough went uh-huh. on and like my car was slipping. People in front of me were having a hard time getting up. Like it was bad. Oh God. Yeah. No, that was, that was a bit much. What are we, okay, Megs. Did Carol of the week. Something? Did you think of something? We've been talking for ten minutes. <laughs> no, no. To my defense, you bitches. We switched it up. Normally, I get a minute to collect my thoughts. You've been did, doing this a year, and I didn't get it. But maybe I don't have a Carol this week. Just kidding. I always have Carol. <laughs> what is have, it, Carol? <laughs> um, okay, this isn't a really good one, but uh, I had a Christmas party. Okay. Uh, this past week, it was very, very, very fun, very fancy, very fancy. But the Carol of the week is the person who I was wearing heels and I was super happy, fancy dress, and I was walking to the bathroom and there was gum on the floor. Gum? Gum. So, yeah. So, my Carol of the week is that trashy Carol who decided to spit, the spit their gum out somehow on the floor. And it was all over Carol. my shoe. I was so fucking pissed. Inside? Yes. You know, I mean, maybe to their defense, if you're chewing gum and you, I don't know, are laughing so hard, it like falls out. No. But but fucking pick that shit up. I mean, we were classy that night. so disgusting. Yeah, I was pissed. I managed to get it off, but it's disgusting. 
Ugh. So there you go. That's okay. my Carol. Wow. See? <laughs> you thought of something on the fly. Good. Bitches. Yay. Those are our Carols of the Week, you guys. Carol, for once in your life, shut your damn mouth. But what? I just want to talk, you know, wrap Bash's comments up because I can't. I mean, that's horrible what you oh, had to with do. The yeah. Straight bars. Yeah. Yeah. And your Carol was straight people. It's just. It was How does that lot. make you feel, Megs, being our straight Well, it's true, though. No, it's Is true. It? Yeah. I think, I mean, hence why I go to a lot of gay bars and I hang out with you guys. You guys yeah. always fix my hair. You fix my makeup. <laughs> we you don't let sure, you make bad decisions. Yeah. Like, you make sure I'm like, even though I've been drinking profusely, you make sure, even you're half safe. the time you're like, I'm calling you an Uber. And I might be like, no. And then the Uber comes and you're like, Megan, you're going home. And I'm like, okay. Like, you literally <laughs> take take care yeah. of me yeah. I, this yeah. why do you think i want to go anywhere else i mean clearly i need to go get laid every once in a while oh you but... didn't have a problem last week with that <laughs> if you get if anybody wants to listen to our past episode well i was thinking about Shut this up. late at night because i had to get extremely high just to mind wipe that entire evening oh and last I was night like, yeah. yeah and i was like you know how like christians are like gay people don't have like a place on this earth oh they're, they're worthless and but then I realized, I'm like, no, we are the guardians of society. Yes. We make sure culture and civilization can function correctly. Well, I yeah. agree. Well, and I do. I have a lot of people who are like, aren't gay guys, you know, obsessed with your boobs or whatever? This is coming from straight people. You yeah. know, they think you guys, all you want to do is touch my boobs. And I'm like, no. no you really? No. Nobody's like, fucking grabby. I know. No one's grabby. Yeah. I mean, there's some who are like, can I touch it? And you're like, fine, because you know that they're not going to get off on but that. But then so. again, in. And if you in the gay bars, like if you are a total like muscled out guy, guys come up, grab your ass, grab your crotch all the time. And that's not okay either. No, no. And I saw this happen to Bashi that one time we were at a bar and these two men were just, he, Bashi was waiting for a drink. These two guys are sitting next to him and one of them was like totally checking Bashi out and then just grabbed his ass <laughs> like out of the blue. And I remember Bashi turned around and was like, no. Yeah, you, no. you just treat them like a dog. You're not, but that's yeah. that's usually the end of it. You put a finger in their face and say, and then bad, down. bad older gay man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> this is post Me Too. No yeah. more. I tell Rob that every morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to bring my ex into Moe's yeah. all the time. And I think at first... You know, they get a little nervous, you know, the straight men. Yeah. But then afterward, I think he found it flattering because guys would come up because he took pride. I mean, he worked out and yeah. had some muscles. So guys would come up and be like, you know, pet him every once in a while. But not in like a creepy way. And I think he actually liked it. Oh, probably. Yeah. So, but in general, I I don't know. I, I just... Mean, yeah. Yeah. You, you should never touch somebody you right. don't know. I totally agree. The bottom line is nobody should be touching anybody they don't know without permission. Right. Yes. yes. And when you are going to a bar, whether it's a straight bar, gay bar, and you're with your friends, a good friend looks out for another friend. I agree. Yes. Oh, yeah. God. Don't ever leave your friends shit-faced. Oh, no. Make sure they get home safe. Uh. And no, I know a yeah. lot of people's mentality is like, they're a grown-ass person. They can take care of themselves. I'm not their babysitter. You're a horrible friend. Yeah, I don't understand that, <laughs> that, that train of thought. Well, not in this day and age. No, no way. Uh, mm -hmm. no, no, I see it all the time. Oh, I do too. No, my, my, I have friends who... I leave. do it to bash every weekend. Well, I can take that. <laughs> 
I'm what you call a functional blackout. Oh, you are total <laughs> functional. This it's so funny because Bash will be ha- like gone. He's not there. Yeah, it's but like it's a- like a shell walking around. Like it, the robotic part of Bash comes in, it's and it's the like reptilian. Like it's, yes, it's the and it's he's the just cerebellum. like blinking and just going like uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And then you ask him like the next day, do you remember the? Oh no, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I was blacked out. But he's still like uh huh, fully functional. Oh my God. I've, I've heard this from so many friends where I'm just like having full on like philosophical conversations. Oh my God, that's happened so many times. And then like the next day they're like, hey, that was a really good talk that you had with me last night to like coach me through my relationship. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you were talking about. I blacked out at 10 p.m. And that happens And they had a conversation with him at 2 a.m. Oh my God. So So good. Oh man. Are you guys excited for tonight? The lip sync? I am excited. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. I'm a little nervous. How many people are going to be there? Last time it was packed. It was like packed. I know we have a couple friends coming. Um, When I did this event last time, the lip sync battle, it was so much fun. And Miriam hosts, and she's a great host. It's in her wheelhouse. But it'll be interesting tonight because last time I was the, it was me and then Jesse and one other person who were doing the judging. But now it's like the whole who invited her crew Mm -hmm. is going to be there and we're going to all interact with each other and. It should be a lot of fun. Good thing we like each other. Yeah. Do we? Um, Do we? It's debatable at times. <laughs> Just kidding. But I also wanted to bring up um, another event I talked about last week. Scrooge and Rouge, everybody. OB Playhouse. It runs till December 16th. I know Robbie and I are going to try to see it either Sunday or next weekend. Um, but my brother directed it, and it's really good. It's a little raunchy. It's not safe for children. Um, and the cast is uber talented. And we love OB Playhouse. And we you? love raunchy. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> it's a really good alternative from the family Christmas stuff. <laughs> you know, I've been starting to hear about them more from like friends and yeah. like, everybody. oh yeah, like OB's got like this cool little playhouse. And I'm like, yeah, oh. They're, yeah, it's Jenny and they're the Bill are doing a great Love job. Love her. Oh, I mean, yeah, I can't people. say enough nice things about her. I know her, we so talk about them all the time. I know. But they're so awesome. I know. So <laughs> go check out OB Playhouse. Also, for sure. too, everybody, if you're in San Diego, December 13th, um, that should be, yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> when this comes out, it'll be, yeah, tomorrow, the 13th. <laughs> From 4 to 9, it's Hillcrest Taste and Tides. It's the fabulous Hillcrest as they serve up festive sips uh, sips and shop event for the holidays. Like, you can go, it's the neighborhood, all the sh- It's like Taste of Hillcrest, but mm. it's Christmas theme. Okay. Yeah, so you can go to all the restaurants, shops. They have little things, like, you can taste and, like, samples, and it's all that. But it happens on the 13th. I got stuck in a total time warp when you said this is coming out. Oh, I know. (laughs) Because we record on a Saturday. It comes out on a Wednesday. Why? Why are we even mentioning this if it's tomorrow? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. It is tomorrow, though. When you're listening to this, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes. Oh, shout outs. We have shout outs, too. I'm excited. More people. Yeah. Let's see if I butcher these names. You will. <laughs> oh, on Facebook. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I hate you. I can't read. Dash, <laughs> you can help me with these. <laughs> okay. So the first one is a shout out. He comments a lot on Facebook. Um, and I haven't given him a proper shout out. It's Daryl McCollum. He um he he's a fan of the show. And my other shout out, Jesse from Finest City. He he is so supportive yes. of the podcast. And then <laughs> On our last episode with Eddie Danger, oh dear. Um, one of our fans, Lexi, commented and said that um, 
Was I the only one hoping it was Miriam T? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Yes. That would have been amazing, amazing. Well, sh- I'm telling you right now, she would have welcomed it. So. Oh, and oh, then um, another shout out. Um, another drag from um, Austin, Texas. Ke- Cheeky Kant. Cheeky Kant. Cheeky Kant is the name. <laughs> I love that name. But yeah, um, she sent us some, a really good. She started listening to the podcast and loves it and loves what we do. And I wanted to ask her a question because she said and in the little DM that she sent mm-hmm. a really phenomenal work. And I'm like, does she listen to Straight Talk? Is she a straight talker? Because they say that on Ross's Ma- Ross Matthews podcast okay. all the time. Yeah. So I was like, mm, I wonder if that if she's a fan of theirs too. I bet you she Yeah. Does. So those are a couple of shout outs. Um, if you guys, anytime you contact us or give us feedback or just say hi, we'd love giving you shout outs over on our podcast so yeah <laughs> you guys we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back um we're gonna get into thirst trap and a couple other things but during the break you're gonna hear the interview that bashy and i did with david martin it's really really entertaining it's really cool he's a really good guy so hope you guys enjoy it we'll be right back Hey guys, by now you've all heard us talk about the Hillcrest Social app, where you can not only listen to your weekly dose of Who Invited Her, but you can also find out what's going on in the San Diego Hillcrest neighborhood. Well, we just want to let you know that the Hillcrest Social app is now called Hashtag Now Trending, and it has even more LGBTQ plus content like Palm Springs Pride, Bear World Magazine, Gadio, and Rage Magazine, plus all kinds of out-at events across California and beyond, with even more coming soon. The hashtag now trending app has over 15,000 users scrolling through events, businesses, and resources. With who invited her in the hashtag now trending app, you'll always have pride in your pocket. Hey, everybody, we're back from break, and we have a special guest on the phone all the way from Connecticut. It is um david martin he is an elite amateur triathlete um and he just made the world team right if i am i if I yeah remember? yeah hi david how are you <laughs> no i'm great no thank you so much for having me yeah it's uh it's been an exciting year and uh absolutely just made team usa gonna go to the world championships next year it's gonna be hopefully an exciting time isn't it in switzerland it is yeah it is that's that's i remember awesome. reading i know you're so lucky wait what part <laughs> Yeah, what part are you going to be? It, L- Lausanne. So oh, okay. I guess it's the French. I guess they speak five languages over there, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it's the French-speaking part. So I guess I got to start practicing my my French, which is non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> so Croissant you, escargot, that's it. Yeah, that's about mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yours too bad. <laughs> so you made the world champion. Um, is it the t- world, the U.S. team? For the world champions. Yeah, so it's right. it's Team USA. Team so USA. Team USA will take a bunch of athletes over there um, okay. every year. So I qualified for a spot on Team USA by going to nationals out in Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, doing a race out there. So that was that was exciting. Oh wow! How long have you been? Yeah. How long have you been doing it? Uh, I did my first race in 2012, mm-hmm. and it was just more for for fun and doing something local. And then uh, I kind of stepped it up in 2015 when I did the New York City Triathlon and decided to swim around all of the the bodies and the trash in the Hudson River. This is crazy. <laughs> How cold was it? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the Hudson River is actually not that bad. It's usually around 75 oh. degrees. Damn. Oh, okay. So that's, 
that's that's not the worst part. It's just dodging all of the the trash and the and the fish yeah. that are floating up towards the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's for crazy. people who may not know, triathlon is running, swimming, and cycling. Correct. Yes. Yes. You're always gonna swim first, and then uh, you get out of the water. You strip down, or someone else strips you down, and you uh, hop on your bike. (laughs) (laughs) uh, You you sold me right there. (laughs) No, it's funny. At some races, they actually hire strippers, and the strippers are just people that stand next to the water and uh, will literally rip your clothes off um, as soon as you get out of the water because you're sometimes wearing a wetsuit. It's it's hilarious. Okay. And uh, you you bike afterwards, and then you finish up with the run. Wow. Well, okay. I'm glad I'm glad you clarified on strippers because I, stri- no, I, I, like, <laughs> I thought like <laughs> my I thought, like, cinnamon was, was there, like on the side of the the I'm river, like, ready to get you. And diamond. It's like, oh, you're done. 15. You get a lap dance now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you guys could just travel over to Switzerland and strip for me. During there you the- go. Perfect. <laughs> might, might regret that decision, <laughs> that request. So how many – so how long do you swim – how many miles do you swim, cycle, run? How long is the whole um, the whole race? Yeah, so the, so there's different distances. Uh, the The championship that I will be doing is a, is a mile swim, 26-mile bike, and then a six-mile run. But the the Jeez. world championship uh, for the long distance in Hawaii that's on NBC every year that everyone's heard of that's a two point four mile swim, one hundred and twelve miles on the bike, and then a full marathon afterwards. So there, there can be, there can be different distances. Yeah, yeah. I'm our, I'm just tired hearing you talk about. <laughs> so so wait, when you're in Switzerland, then do you are you swimming in the lake over there or what? I guess there's a small lake over there. Yeah, okay. they haven't sent us map they literally just sent us an email yesterday saying that they're about to come out with you know our, our flight plan and where we're staying what the schedule is for the week so i as of right now i have little details but should be getting those shortly wow wow that's pretty awesome so how yeah. old are you david I, i'm 30 30 and, years old and when did you start training when did you when did it click in your head like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be a triathlete and start you know doing the world champions and all that when did it start for you <laughs> You know, I 2015 when I did that race in New York City, I think was the big, the big time that I realized I could put a lot of energy into it. Um, I just broken up with my fiance at the time, and uh, I was kind of in a in a weird place and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And and I had been working towards this race for a while, and I got out of the water and I got on my bike, and it's it's a pretty cool race. They shut down the West Side Highway right mm. by all the the huge buildings. And I got on my bike and I started biking and I was just passing everybody. And it it was so emotional that I started to cry and I I just couldn't believe how fast I was. And when I, when I finished the race, I finished fifth in my division and I thought, wow, to like finish top 40 in a race of 5,000 people, you know, this could be something that I could possibly try to push a little bit more. So uh, 2015, I, I tried to search out a couple um, people and friends, and I, I found a triathlon team in, in New York City. I don't know if you guys ever watched American Gladiator growing up, like in the mm-hmm. early 90s. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, for uh, sure. <laughs> Viper, who was on American Gladiator, his name is Scott Berlinger. He started a team in New York City, and I reached out to him, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm interested um, could I join up with you guys? So I, I joined with him in Central Park and 40 other athletes. And after we took a couple laps in Central Park and he made me throw up, I decided that's what I wanted. <laughs> to <do. laughs> 
<laughs> oh man. So yeah. what so what is your training schedule like? Uh it, it's tough. It's about uh 16 to 20 hours a week. Um Monday through Sunday, I I'll take a day off, you know, maybe once or twice a month. It, there's so there's lighter days versus harder days, but Monday is always a long run day and a little swim. Uh, Tuesday is usually a really hard bike day, but I usually do swim, bike, and run Tuesday through Friday. So I do all three disciplines. And then Saturday, I'll do a, a brick run where in the triathlon world, a brick run is teaching yourself to bike really hard and then get off the bike and run. Because when, oh. you, when you bike super hard and you get off the bike and you try to run, they call it a brick because your legs feel like yeah. bricks and they don't really want to work. So you have to kind of suck it up for two minutes until certain muscles shut off and certain other muscles turn on and you start to get the flow back. And then I'll do a, a long bike ride, like three to four hours on, on Sunday. So Sunday's my long bike ride day. Damn Holy shit. <laughs> well, that, that yeah. sounds like a, that sounds like a good reaction to a bad breakup. Cause, <laughs> like, yeah. cause it's like, no, I'm not going to, yeah. Cause uh, <laughs> the, the knee jerk reaction is buy a bucket of Hagen dazs but you went the full other way and you're getting like brick runs and found a better guy. So, <laughs> <There you go. laughs> well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something else. It wasn't even, a, I found a, an incredible guy, but I was engaged to a girl and, um, oh. I was kind of just, yeah, yeah, I was, I was super lost and didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I think the breaking up with it was kind of like, you know, what, it's time to figure out who David Martin is and what, what my, my purpose is, you know? So it was not time for ice cream. It was more of time for like adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when, so when did you come out? Uh, literally a week after I broke off the wedding. Oh, wow. I, I, yeah. So I, my parents were super supportive. It was two months before the wedding. So my parents had to call like the hundred plus people on the, the wedding list. And I basically sat down with both of them afterwards and I was like, thanks. And you know, blah, blah, blah. Here's my yeah. story. And they were both like, okay, that's fine. And all my friends were great. It was, it was fantastic. Everyone was super supportive. Were they like, we knew, we knew we were just waiting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Both of them. Both of them were kind of like that. I think my dad was was in denial growing up, but when I started getting hot and heavy with Power Rangers and certain wrestlers, he, uh, <laughs> I think he had, uh, had an idea. It's always the fucking Power Rangers. I swear to oh, God. Oh man, Power Rangers in those tight outfits. That right? I, yeah, I had a Power Rangers thing too. Yeah. Which one? The red? Was it red or well, the white? The I white. Like, oh, the white. Yeah. I I liked the red, but I wanted to be the blue, and the blue one ended up being gay in yeah. real life. So. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Billy, <laughs> the nerd one I with the triceratops. <laughs> yeah, I had a three foot tall white Power Ranger, and I would like go to bed with this thing, walk uh, around the house. But it was pretty. It's pretty funny. And your parents didn't know you were gay. <laughs> oh, I think they, they knew. They all knew. They, knew. they all so know. They what all... did um, what did your fiance at the time say about it all? How did she react? That must have been. That must have been. Oh, tough. she she took she took all the crap out of our apartment and left. And I maybe heard from her once after that. She she moved down to Florida with her family. So uh, yeah, and I haven't really heard from her since. But even more funny is. I, I supposedly, uh, she had a, uh, a one night stand with someone. She ended up getting pregnant and she's trying to make it work with the guy and his last name is Martin. So she ended up with, uh, the last name Martin anyway. Even oh, wow. 
<laughs> wow. Oh, the cookie That's crumbles and mysterious. <laughs> way. I know. That's like, like a TV that movie right there in some way. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> so uh, you went to school and you're going to school, I, I believe, masters for yep. um, health yep. and science, right? Yeah, so it's a it's a master's in exercise science and human performance at Southern Connecticut. It's been fantastic. I've been geeking out with all my professors. And <laughs> I think I think what's even cooler is like I swim with one of my professors during my lunch break on Wednesdays, and I work in the lab as a grad assistant. So if I want to just for an experiment, put people on treadmills and bikes and put them <laughs> through things, everybody's for it. Like oh, it's, wow. it's it's a really cool environment. Yeah, it's been exciting. So, but you didn't, when you first started college, that's not what you originally were studying, was it? Oh, no. I was all about painting naked people. Like, I was all about just getting a lot of figure painting done, and I was a fine art oil painting major wow. my first time. And then you yeah. realize you can't make any money doing that. That's what I found out. I was like, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to be an artist. Nobody told me you can't make shit money doing that. <laughs> You know, it's tough. You need to be, you know, one of the top artists and you need to spend a lot of alone time just creating yeah. a lot of work. And um, as I went on interviews with, I met Milton Estero, who makes Art News Magazine in New York oh, City. Wow, and yeah. I met some pretty cool prop stylists for The Daily Show and this and that. Hmm. It just kind of seems like uh, a field full of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like higher uppers, like you're not yeah. quite on their level and they're always going to be above you. And I just didn't like, I didn't like that feel. So then that's when I found like more healthcare and worked in a physical therapy clinic and was getting hugs from helping people. I was like, wow, I, I don't think you can get this in any other field like this appreciation for your work instead of feeling like you're just constantly being used for your work, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, you don't, you, you coach for full throttle endurance, don't you? I do. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I handle all of our online coaching. So okay. We have athletes all around the country. We have about 120 athletes in, in New York City based out of this place called Chelsea Piers, um, which is a gym right on the um, right on the Hudson. But then we also have um, athletes all around the country. So I'm in charge of all of our online training. So I'll, I'll put people's schedules online and they can talk to me through email or through the program or over the phone. And, and we try to get them through a program to compete either their, their first ever triathlon or their 50th triathlon or, or whatever their goals are oh wow okay nuts i know that's good. so <laughs> so what recommendations do you have for people that are like really novice but they think they might want to do a triathlon someday sure uh you know so whenever anybody's starting any time of any type of a fitness program i'm always like just find something you find fun because uh, I think more people are are feeling like, oh, during the holidays, I need to rush to the gym. I need to exercise because of my health or the way I look. And then people drop things two, three, four weeks later because they go too mm -hmm. hard and then they realize it's not fun. So yeah. so first and foremost, just find something that you find fun. And uh, I'm a huge advocate of just going outside and going on hikes and running outside on trails. I mean, I think there's so much beauty outside and running around trees and leaves and the sky is just so cathartic, you know, and relaxing. So I think just starting small and going for little runs and then going in the water and playing around and uh, getting on your bike and biking with a family member or someone. I mean, that's that's really the starting block is just finding a way to enjoy all of the three different disciplines instead of right. saying like, OK, I'm going to sign up for something super hard like a, a half Ironman, which is 
70 miles overall <laughs> to travel throughout the whole entire thing and then get stressed out because you're trying to do all this training that's just super overwhelming, you know? Right. Instead of just going about it as in, let me find out if I really love these things in the first place just by going out into nature, getting my bike again, playing in the water, yada, yada. I think that's that's a huge point because you see people here, and we live in San Diego, so... But I see people that are trying to do the rat race on treadmills in the gym, like the first three weeks of January, and then they're gone. Oh yeah, they disappear. Right. But it's right. like, but it's like you live. We live in San Diego. Like, go outside. Why are you running in the gym? Yeah, it's permanent <laughs> summer here. Like everyday summer. We don't I, have yeah. seasons. <laughs> I, I cannot understand that that wish to to stay yeah. in a gym to run. Like it's no, just, it's not. It weirds me out. Yeah, yeah, it does. You, you can't send any of that sunshine over Skype, can you? Doesn't have that capability yet? No. no <laughs> not quite. Oh, man, there was frost on my car this morning. It was frozen solid. Really? Oh, really? It's oh, actually yeah. pretty oh, cold yeah. here, too. Yeah, it's like 63 We, we had a here. rainstorm. Oh, jeez. Come, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 25 freezing this morning here. Come oh, on. God. <laughs> yeah, 63 is like freezing for us. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, the I scarves know. are out. It's out. How I have a question for you, David. How do you feel um, how the LGBTQ community is represented within the um, athletic athletic field, like in, yeah. in that world? How do you because you're you're openly gay and all of that? Do you 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 don't hide it when you go to competitions and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, I, I think it's actually more abundant in the sport of triathlon that than people think. Um, Cody Beals is a pro triathlon, um, athlete and he just won, um, Ironman Mont Blanc and Ironman, um, Chattanooga down in Tennessee. And he's openly gay and has his boyfriend and he's an incredibly strong athlete. And, uh, my team personally, one of our coaches is gay and we have, I, I would say we have a solid 15, 20 gay athletes on our team. Wow. So believe it or not, it's 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 really abundant, and I find that it's a great opportunity for for people to meet and socialize. And we actually had one gentleman on our team. I know today's you know World AIDS Day. We had one gentleman on our team who was HIV positive, and he mm-hmm. went on to win the national championship for duathlon in his age group. Oh, that's um, awesome! So, yeah, no, it was super exciting for him, um, and he's such a strong athlete. So. Yeah, it's 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 really apparent. There's a lot of people who are gay, lesbian, transgender in the sport, and again, it's it's a really cool opportunity to uh, network and meet a lot of other very cool athletes and, and travel too. Right? We go to South Beach for one race every year, so South Beach has a cool scene. Um, we, I tried to find a gay bar in Cleveland when I was out there, but that wasn't <laughs> too successful. I was like driving down the wrong neighborhoods, in my oh, no. and I were like, "Let's get out of here!" <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> how do you think, how do you think the media um portray portrays like the lgbt community within the sports world you know i th- i think it's still tough i think i was just talking to my boyfriend about this the other day i think one reason why it was hard for me to come out growing up i i actually went to roman catholic private high school and because mm-hmm. of how religious my family was i was a sacristan so i was i was an altar server and uh I was, I think I was nervous to come out because I felt like I didn't have any role models that were like this gay, masculine, sporty type. Like I didn't realize that that was out there and, um, I, I didn't feel like I fit into other parts of the gay community per se. So I was kind of hesitant to say that I was gay. Um, 
And of course, that was before I had a lot of knowledge about the wide spectrum of the gay community. Mm -hmm. And I think more athletes and more people in general should feel more comfortable coming out. I think we have a a long way to go. Um, But I think little steps like me coming out and this triathlete Cody Beals coming out are all um, positive moves. Um, But I also do feel like a lot of these athletes that come out, they're in the news one day and then the next day you haven't heard of them, you know, so I wish they would stay in the media a little bit longer. Yeah. How do you feel with the the last Olympics with um, what's this? The one you like, Bashi. Oh, Gus Kenworthy? Yeah. <laughs> and Alan. Alan right. And Rippon. Uh, Adam Rippon. Why can't I remember anybody's well, that, names? I don't, yes. you, you're hard with that. But. I know. <laughs> yeah, and you, you had Johnny Weir at the last Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I thought it was interesting because before Johnny Weir, there really wasn't any um, like an LGBT presence within the like right. Olympics when you saw And then Johnny Weir, Weir came out and then it was like the whole like just total – like in in a way a cliche of what people think the gay community is but in this last right. olympics it was a good mix so correct do you think it's getting much easier for athletes to come out and stuff you know i i would say it would be tough for me to say cuz i don't know what it's like to be in that position of traveling to another country and how dangerous it might be i know mm-hmm. the the climate in russia is very dangerous yeah. so i don't know if you know, there, there might have been a way that the team was briefed about how to conduct themselves before they went over to Russia, to be honest, in, in ways that we we can't even fathom or, or know about, you know, just because yeah. the, everybody was worried for their safety. Oh, exactly. um, but I think that this this skier that came out, uh, he's definitely much more of a masculine person. And I know that he was looked up to and um I know that was a break in the stereotype in, in many ways, and I thought that was really exciting. And I hope that that inspires more people going forward to uh, come out, certainly. So I thought I did think that was super exciting. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish that these, uh, you know, large sports organizations would be a lot more careful about where they select regions to go. And, you know, I I, I think that's terrible that people have to you know, kind of limit themselves when they're going into a different country that's not mm. supportive of them. And now, you know, we have the World Cup being hosted in Qatar. We're being run up against yeah. a similar situation. I mean, but that's why I think, uh, you know, when you have a big sports organization like the NFL or, you know, um, FEMA or something like that, there there's less of uh, safety from your organization, to, to be supported like that. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's shitty. Like, I hate that it, they, you know, there's probably so many people in the closet within those organizations because they're worried about sponsorships and, you know, how they're going to be perceived. And yeah, it's not good. But, you know, well, I think the Olympics is making some strides in the better mm-hmm. directions. I, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think you're absolutely on point with sponsorships too, because a lot of these other countries, they pay their athletes, you know? So if you think about Russia and you think about Europe, a lot of these teams are funded by the governments. They get a salary here. I mean, weightlifting, triathlon, all these different sports, you're counting on sponsorships and you're counting on other individuals who believe in you to give you money, you know? So I think they're absolutely worried that if they portray themselves a certain way, that they might not be able to afford to participate in the sport. And, 
you know, like you also said, I think it's sad if they don't feel like they are comfortable coming out as well because you have people like me coming up in, you know, strict Roman Catholic households and, and you know, blue-collar territory. And, and you're looking for role models to look up to, you yeah. know, and to admire and to make you feel like you belong somewhere. And I think that just contributes to more young kids feeling lost when they don't know where they fit in because other adults aren't stepping up and, you know, taking leadership positions. Yeah, for sure. Who, who were you, um, who did you look up to when you were growing up? Like who inspired you? And yeah, you know, that's tough. I, I don't know if I was inspired by anybody growing up. Um, I was really depressed. I was on depression medication. I was going to therapists all the time. I was in a really rough spot. And, uh, I really didn't know who I was. I knew what I was interested in. I knew I liked hockey. I was always looking at Bobby Orr, who played for the Bruins mm-hmm. and thinking that he was an incredible athlete. Um, and, uh, I, I had a passion for athletics, but it, there wasn't a per se, a, a person in particular that I thought, Hey, I, I really admire you and I'm really interested in what you're doing. That really didn't come into the last, I would say five, or six years where I'm meeting all these very cool people who are doing these exciting things. Well, for sure. And I think that's like what, what one of the bigger issues is. And I thank you for being, you know, open, um, and active in sports. But, you know, my hope is that we get somebody at some point that's like a Pele level or (laughs) a Tom Brady that actually comes out and everybody's like, Oh, maybe we should start considering these people based on their athletic abilities and not who the hell they're bringing right. home? Exactly. So. Yeah, we need a we need a superstar. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully you <I> do. <laughs> so, is the Olympics in your future? Is that a goal for you? You know, it's right now. My goal is my education, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just enjoying everything that I'm doing. And you know, I love the fact that I'm collaborating with my professors at my school and some other professors up at UConn and in the city. So I'm having a blast now. If if I ever got to that level, I would think about it. But for the for the lifespan of a triathlete and the Olympics, usually they're starting at 12, 13, 14 years old and they're mm. they're they're pretty fantastic. Um, so I don't know. One one year at a time and we'll see uh, how, how we progress, I would say. But it would be yeah. a fantastic uh, experience for sure that I don't think I would turn down if I if I was offered it. Yeah, I don't think anybody would. <laughs> yeah. Right? Have you done that the was- you've done the Iron Man, right? The Iron. the. I- so I've done I've done a couple half Ironman. So okay. I went to Atlantic City this past year, which was a pretty crazy experience. My bike fell off the roof the day before the thing <laughs> oh, got crushed my by God. a bus. <laughs> yeah, and so I had to go uh, two and a half hours north back up to New York City and rent a bike and then come back down. But um, I did I did the half Ironman. That's a, a 1.2 mile swim, 56 miles on the bike, and then a, a half marathon. And that's that's quite the distance. I mm. haven't quite mentally thought about the full Ironman distance yet just because it takes a lot of training and I'm a huge advocate like I said of starting small and working your speed and and smaller events and then going slowly towards those those longer distances yeah yeah we got oh my god I just can't imagine doing one after the other like that like our either. our friends actually do AIDS life cycle here in California we're actually going to their fundraiser later today but you know, they they just go for like fifty miles on the bike, and then yeah. I can't imagine like going a twenty or something like that, and they, stopping yeah. and then going on a run. Like oh, I, it's just yeah. so insane to me to be able to do that. 
Yeah, it's it's actually the the it's five sports. It's called swim, bike, run, and then also how do you cram food in your mouth and drink at the same yeah, time? Yeah, so exactly. So you don't away. Exactly. You know? Oh my god. Yeah. How I have a question. So when you're done with one tri triathlon, triathlon, how is how long is the recovery for your body? Because it's got a cool question. I'm curious about that. Beat too. up afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's a good question. I think it depends on the length of the race. You know, the the smaller triathlons, I take, I usually take two or three days to really do nothing and just kind of mentally take a break. Um, but then, like on day three, I'll get on the bike and pedal really easy for 30 minutes, just get the blood flowing. Uh, I'll tell you right now, studies have shown that the best type of recovery is just getting on a bike and pedaling really slow just to get the blood moving. Cause the blood is what's carrying all the nutrients that are healing your body in mm-hmm. many multiple ways, or just going outside for a hike or a walk. And then I'll slowly start to build up that intensity and, um, my fitness again on day four, five, six going forward. Okay. I, I would want to stay on a couch. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I want like Mexican food. It, it would be very hard for me to get, yeah, get any kind like, of I'm motivation after that sort of physical strain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I could barely walk home from the bar, let alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> walk home from that. So I have another question for you. When you started doing um, the triathlons and all that, what was the biggest struggles you had to, like, overcome at the Ooh. very beginning? You know, I would say it was the schedule and learning to wake up early. Um, Ugh, yeah. When I know, I know. But you, once you start going to bed earlier, like when I was, I was going into New York City two to three times a week to work out with the team. And, you know, I wasn't getting paid for it. I just was doing it because I wanted to get better. And I would go to bed at 830 and we would wake up at 345 to drive into the city because it's about an hour and 20 minutes from the to the city from Connecticut. And, uh, you know, to organize working out for two to three hours a day and then doing it another job and then also doing some homework and trying to juggle a personal life and family. I think that's the biggest the biggest uh, challenge for anyone is trying to figure out how to fit in the training, but then also not take away from, you know, spending time with a loved one or your family or if you have academics or a job, you know, so other places in your life don't suffer at the same time. So I think you have to try to learn to be really well organized and uh, really well balanced. Yeah, that's probably key. Balance. <laughs> yeah, balance. So enjoy Netflix and hot dogs and pizza sometimes so you're not going insane and craving one later on like <laughs> a pregnant woman has cravings, you know. <laughs> Because we get cravings. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and you have a you have a blog too on your website, right? The Endurance Dave. What is the yeah. what is the blog about? You know, so I, I I usually was blogging on our team's website, um, fullthrottleendurance.com, but now that I've I've started my master's degree this semester, I thought, well, I'm I'm reading all this research about recovering and icing and running and if it's healthy for your heart and what it does for your brain and Alzheimer's. And I was uncovering all of this information about health and wellness. And I thought, wow, what, when I'm doing all these homework assignments, why don't I just put the results of all my homework assignments into a blog format and put it on my website? So it's, it's pretty much just an avenue for me to share all these cool things that I'm learning with everybody, um, not just in my triathlon community, but uh, across the board. 
Yeah, that just focuses on health and fitness and like your journey right. through it all, right? Yeah, because I'm I'm learning the coolest things. Like I went to a conference in Providence last weekend, and it was about the gap between men and women endurance sports. You know, men have always been much faster than mm-hmm. women physiologically because you know we have larger hearts, we have larger lungs, we have more capillaries and blood vessels to our lungs. So just physiologically, we're we're stronger in those ways. But where they're finding that women are actually catching up to the men and sometimes beating men is in long distance swim events. Hmm. So if you look at if you look at the swim around Manhattan, seven out of the top ten times are women, and the record course record right now is held by a woman. Oh, wow. um, and they're and they're finding that possibly the reason why is because. Women have a little bit more body fat, but it helps them stay more buoyant. So they're more horizontal in the water, whereas men have more muscles. So we tend to sink in the water. So we're not as hydrodynamic. And because, right. And because women have more estrogen, estrogen allows them to use more fat for fuel. Whereas testosterone makes us use more carbohydrates for fuel. We only have a limited store of carbohydrates in our liver and our our muscles. We run out about after two hours of endurance exercise where women, if they tap into their fat more, they can just go, 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 go and never, never stop. Um, so they're catching up to us in endurance, ultra, ultra endurance activities and stuff like that. It's just fun that I'm learning and I'm like, oh, hey, I don't think everyone's ever heard of that. So let me I know just we haven't. No, that's <laughs> like extremely fucking cool to learn about yeah. stuff like that. See, look, we learned something new yeah. today. That makes total yeah. sense. Though. I've been sharing that with everyone. I'm like, girl power. Girl power. <laughs> <laughs> and how do people find your blog? It's on your website. Yeah, so you just go to endurancedave.com and uh, you scroll down to the bottom. It has a link to my Instagram and uh, my blog and, and you can follow me on there. Oh, cool. And I have one final question for you. Shoot. What what advice would you give a young kid that's out there probably listening to this that wants to get into the whole athleticism and stuff like that and they want to just start, but maybe they just haven't found a reason to. Ah, sure. You know, like I think I said before, I think the best thing you can do is put on your shoes, go outside and just start to explore. I mean, there's so many beautiful things outside. And when you learn to be in the woods by yourself and that you can be happy and enjoying life and and wondering in the woods, um, you start to learn more about yourself and what makes you happy. I think uh, Mr. Rogers would say, Oh, what it's like to wonder when you're learning to wonder, you're learning about the world. And I think you just have to find that sense of wonder through athleticism. So if you're on a bike, you're looking around at the flowers on people's lawns and, you know, just learn to love what you're doing and go out and just start and don't, don't procrastinate, but at the same time, figure out, uh, while you're doing it, um, how does it make you feel? Are you excited about it? And if you're not excited about it, not to be scared to try something different. Oh, I love that. Perfect. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, you definitely got to watch the Mr. Rogers documentary called Won't You Be My Neighbor. Yes, yeah, I just, heard it was really good, too. Oh, I've never cried so much during a movie. He, nah, you big baby. He went, no, in, he, went and sat, he went and sat in front of Congress to yep. uh, yeah. try to get funding for public mm-hmm. access television. He wanted $6,000, and they gave him $20 million. It was yeah. incredible, and the whole speech is on YouTube. It's one of the best speeches I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I gotta yeah. check that out. I've been meaning to actually. Yeah, yeah, I want to watch it yeah. too. All right, that's awesome. So, how do people find you, um, David? On social so media, you can go to and all my, that stuff. 
you can go to my website, endurancedave.com. It kind of has a fun name to it. So that's the easiest way to probably find me. There's a link to my Instagram, my Facebook, and, and you can send me messages and email me straight from the website. Um, my Instagram is, uh, David, um, David Martin FTE. Um, but again, you can find that through the website. Um, but if you have any questions on fitness, health related, uh, you know, uh, questions, you can always send me a message through there and I'll try to answer to the, the best of my ability. Yay. And we'll have all of your information on our website and our social media. So if people want to reach out, maybe contact us to get a hold of you. We can do that. And perfect. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, that was very fun and interesting. (laughs) And yeah, it was, I'm so glad you were able to do it. Yeah. It's been awesome. No, really excited. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And uh, if I'm out in San Diego at some point, we'll go for a swim bike run. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, David, for calling so in welcome. and, Have a and great chatting day. with us. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> All right, yep. you guys. Bye. 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 That was a very good interview. I love that. He was yes. so, so nice and so just fun to talk to. I would love to have him back on. Me too. And follow, do a follow-up on how everything went. Yeah, definitely. And even um, any kind of fitness, health-related questions would be good to like have oh, him on. And, like, I wish I was on that one because, know. you know, I have plenty of health and fitness questions. <laughs> <laughs> what's one you got? Yeah, what's one oh you got? Oh, my God, no. I mean, I think it's just good to, you know, find out what, diet works for you and I mean like right now you know as far as exercising I mean I try to do it every day but clearly alcohol and sleep and fast food gets in the way so so I have a a proposal this is not going to be a popular one with this this group Oh God! I'm not giving up alcohol. Don't even get get away from that right now. I think after Christmas I'm going to try not doing it. I was thinking the same thing to be honest with you Bashi. Really? It's going to dry for a while. I'm I'm terrified of it. I'm not, should the, we try it and the, see what happens? I'm going to be so angry. I'm just going to smoke a lot of pot. Oh, maybe I won't be that angry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys are stupid. We're going to get into... Uh, what are we doing next? Oh, thirst trap, you guys. It's thirst trap. Hey, why don't we see your ass? Thirst trap you? <laughs> I can't. (laughs) Who wants to go first this week? Uh, Anybody? Anybody? I'll go first. Okay. Okay. Huh? What? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tony, you're up. (laughs) Mine is Dave Marshall. Yes, you stole mine. I know because I, (laughs) I know I did. So Dave Marshall is a gay wrestler from Australia. If you guys haven't don't know who he is, check out his Instagram account. It is Dave Marshall. Um, and he has made homemade porn, but on his just for fans, or I think yeah. it's just uh, only, only fans, fans just yeah. for fans. I think so. Two. All of the money he got from the only fans or just for fans for his homemade porn, he donated it to fight LGBT suicides, like he sent it to, um, the organization that he works with um, and donated all the money he got from it. I thought that was really, really cool. But I think he's continuing and doing more, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's um, a wrestler and he, like, it's his Instagram and this article that came out about it, he talks about being an openly gay wrestler. I think that's so cool. That's like such a, Mm -hmm. like, I would, I've never met any gay person that's like a professional wrestler. (laughs) 
I I think it's great. But and he's super hot. <laughs> so, so yes, go look him up on Instagram. You can see some of his pictures and get his OnlyFans because he'll donate some of the money for a good cause. So and yeah. you'll get off while you're yeah, watching. Yeah, exactly. It, so. Everyone Everybody's wins. Happy. <laughs> Dirk for a cause. Yeah, Dirk for a cause. Patent that right now. So there was on um, the GayStarNews.com. They did an article on him, and yeah. the article is really fascinating. <clears throat> it was really good. So take a look at that, you guys. We'll have it all on our page and stuff, so you can see it. But that is my thirst trap of the week. All right. So my thirst trap is Rami Malik. Rami Malik. He oh, played from- Freddie Mercury oh, in love him. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. He's Egyptian American. Mm, very sexy. Honestly, in this movie, if you guys haven't seen it, amazing. I I mean, he was so brilliant in it. It just it blew my mind. And yeah. originally, you know, Freddie Mercury had an overbite yeah and so he did the whole movie with an overbite and clearly that's not his real overbite so (laughs) i can't imagine doing that but he was so good in it and it was such a good movie so go see it but he's yeah i mean he's a babe so it was good all right bashy you're up uh mine is hassan piker he's with a media organization called the young turks so he's like a pretty you know like in-depth political commentator and everything, but he just did a video on George H.W. that was really controversial. Really? Because he's like, we shouldn't be, you know, respecting this man because he helped create the AIDS crisis and, like, (gasps) he just aired all of H.W.'s dirty laundry out. And then you're like, huh, yeah, you're kind of right. I mean, like, there's there's a thing that... You know, you have to respect the dead, but we also can't forgive presidents of their mistakes just because they yeah. died. Yeah. Because, like, just because Trump is a, the biggest fucking idiot we've oh, ever the seen biggest. in our lives. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Um, I think you should watch it, though. I mean, just take it as you will. But uh, it's... What's, what's it on? He His his is his like, Instagram page is Hassan D. Piker, but he has okay. a Facebook and the video circulating, so... But the movie or the what he's done with... Yeah, it's what on his Instagram, it, I think. Oh, okay. It's yeah. not on, like, Netflix or anything. No. no. Okay. You no, can probably find play. it on YouTube, too. I'm okay. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, you guys, those are their straps of the week. Oh, and he's really hot. I get accused of thirst trapping. Hey, why don't we see your ass? All right, you guys, that's it for us this week. Um, you know how to get a hold of us. Follow us on Instagram. It is who invited her underscore podcast. And you can follow us and um, see all of our nonsense on Twitter and Facebook. It's who invited her SD. You can always email us. It's the gang at who invited her.net. We love hearing from you guys. Um, and we try to read every DM, every email. All of that comes in. Um, and usually I'm the one replying back to it, if not Rob. Uh, and we love giving people shout outs. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's Tony underscore baloney underscore macaroni. Um, and I'll follow you back. And you can always follow Bashy at say my name underscore bash. Yes. And then I guess like I posted a little video and I got some response back about it. So everybody likes my dog. <laughs> Your dog is so <laughs> cute. Um, and he's at Rolo Royce. Yes. If you want to follow him. <laughs> Go follow him. He's he's a stupid dachshund. We dress him up and do yeah. stupid shit with him. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Megan, you can find her. Yeah. By carrier pigeon. Under your bed at night. 
<laughs> by Courier Pigeon. Courier Pigeon, smoke signals, <laughs> you know. The Pony Express. The Pony Express. <laughs> she's lurking Get under in your a bed. String. If you want to talk to her, just look under your bed. She's there with her shamps, <laughs> just hanging out. Just hang she's on. everywhere. Hey, girl. Hey. Bad dream? Me too. <laughs> Why did I bring the champagne? <laughs> oh my god! All right, you guys. Thanks again to David Martin for calling in and having making some time for us. We really appreciate it. And this week, you guys, the band this week is one of Bashy's picks. Yes. Yeah, so we're gonna be playing Alaska by Maggie Rogers, and uh, I got introduced to her from a friend in San Francisco, and she's just really young, and she's got an amazing voice, and she's. Yeah. Actually traveled around Alaska, and that's where the song came from. Oh, okay. Strange place to pick for a tour, but it's really good. Yeah. So So that's where we're gonna leave you with Maggie. What is her name? Maggie Rogers. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where we're gonna leave you with Maggie Rogers, Alaska. Bye, you guys. We will see you next week. Bye, darling. Walked off you and walked off.